Hey guys, a reminder that if you like the instance and other stuff on the Frog Pants Network, uh, you can show your support in a couple of ways. My favorite way is going over to, uh, to sorry, patreon.com slash frogpants. It's a great way to support the show, show that you love it, and I appreciate it very much. Thank you guys again. That again is patreon.com slash frogpants. I'm Jeff Kaplan, and you're listening to The Instance. (laughs) The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is The Instance. everybody welcome back to the instance this is the instance episode 513 for friday february 22nd sorry second 22nd that's a whole month gone everybody the second 2018 is the year i'm scott johnson and i am joined today by a returning guest an old pal friend of the program and uh quite the hell of a podcaster in his own right it is uh the angry chicken zone garrett wines everybody Ah, thanks for having me back, Scott. Oh, it's a fantastic uh, time when you're here. Uh, I was just talking a minute ago how you were last here in uh, about the middle of December or so. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Really that enjoyed that. Well. Yeah. Seems like the last time you're here, it's weird. There's these big, this time of year, there's big swaths of time where there's really no anything going on with World of Warcraft outside of, you know, what we're playing or whatever. And um, for whatever reason, the last time you were here and today... Easily the two biggest wow weeks just happen to be on times you're on. I don't know what that means. If I'm supposed to take something away from that, you know, like, uh, I don't know, maybe Garrett's, um, uh, he's the chosen one. I, I would like to think that, but I think it's more that uh, you can just assume that wow will have a big announcement when everyone else on the instance is very busy. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> Terpster had a load of shit to do. Uh, Patrick, congratulations. We can finally say it on the air. Uh, he had his baby. Uh, happy little boy. I don't even know the kid's name yet because I'm not sure they've done that yet. It's some kind of weird European thing to wait. The rest of us have all got ideas way ahead of time, but but nope, over there, uh, the French and the Finnish, they sit around going, uh, but do you want to call him? And she says, she's an elf queen, right? Because she can see through her and she's from Finland. And she'll say things like, oh, I don't know. We'll have to think about it, about it, about it. Like the queen, like the elf queen does. And then... Look, me in despair. <laughs> Exactly. So I don't know when this is going to happen or when we're going to find out the name, but a but a beautiful, uh, a healthy little baby boy, uh, now part of the Beja Ranch, and uh, and also as you know, Europeans take like nine years off for for maternity. So I don't know when we're going to see Patrick again. It could be a long time. I don't know. That'll be up to him. Here in America, we take like three days off and then we're back into the into the grind. So, uh, so I don't know, but, uh, anyway, that's all going on and I'm really happy that you were able to come by, dude. So thank you, uh, once again for coming in. I appreciate the invite, especially on a, a week such as this. Yeah. And later we'll talk a bunch about, uh, the angry chicken and where to find that and all the other cool goings on in your life, uh, ITN and everything else, because there's other rad stuff you could be listening to that Garrett, uh, purveys into the world as well. So we'll get to all that in a minute, but first, not really a minute, a big chunk of minutes between now and that. <laughs> uh, it is a big week for WoW. So the expansion went on sale. And by sale, I don't mean at a discount. Ooh, 
It's a painfully high price still for uh, Warcraft fans, I think, to pay 49 bucks every time this swings around for the standard edition. But that's fine. Whatever. I'm used to it. Let's just do it. Um, they they put it up for sale, so you can now go via uh, the game. We'll let you do it from inside the game or the launcher. And the launcher really wants to let you know, by the way, that it's uh, up and available. The, the little wow icon was, was throbbing when I logged in. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You gotta you gotta keep an eye on those throbbing wow icons. Yeah, seriously, they're they'll fester and get out of control. Um, so you click on it, which is like popping a zit, really, and boom, up comes this huge uh, thing to suck me into the vortex of shucking fifty bucks out the window, uh, saying, "Hey, get it now!" And here's what you get. Now there's two tempting offers there. One is the standard edition, which gives you you know the bulk of what you would expect from an ex- from the upcoming expansion. Uh, and the second is the digital deluxe version, which is essentially like the collector's edition that you would normally get in a box, minus all the physical items, obviously. But that includes uh, an alliance and a um, horde mount that are pretty rad. Uh, by the way, can you go retroactively fix all the previous raptor mounts to be the same poly count as this new one, Blizzard? That'd oh, be great. God, please. Did you see that thing? It's like a whole new. It's a whole new. It's a freaking raptor. Did I see it, Scott? I, I purchased it, even though I'm supposed to be saving money for a trip. <laughs> right. Right. Aren't we all? Like, I, I don't need that in my life, and yet there it is. Um, uh, the Alliance mount's pretty cool, too, but it's just sort of a boring horse, and that's fine. Hey, look, you Alliance guys, I get it. You want a boring horse? That's for you, right? I, I feel like I'm I'm a living, uh, like, snarky Reddit reply to people <laughs> talking about the price of this thing because i'm i'm in that boat i'm looking at them like when this when the price went up this the price what raised with dranor yeah, i think yeah went up 10 bucks basically for yeah. each each version i was like man that's that's too much money yeah. and it and here we are uh, three expansions later at that price and i'm like this is still too much money yeah it is but, and, and you're uh, I'm spending it and you're paying your monthly or your quarterly still for for the thing like they've got us they know what they're doing yeah yes and 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 you know look i'd be lying if i said that i wasn't always pretty happy with it outside of Draenor. I think these expansions have always felt worth it to me. And even that did, I mean, you know, I played the content I wanted to, and then it just petered off sooner than most of these expansions do. But at the end of the day, uh, a new chance, everybody to go out and spend your cash and get that thing. And we also now know a release date. So we're getting this thing September 21st, 2018 or before that's the language that they used on the post. It will, boy, that's, that's some hopeful real, that's some real wishful thinking. I agree. I think it'll happen, but I don't think it's going to happen before then, right? Like, what? look at look at Blizzard really thinking that they have any chance of delivering a product early. <laughs> I like how it's so tepid, though. It's not like, yeah, we're aiming really, we're really aiming hard for an early release. They're basically like, ah, let's just say we've got, there's this one like do or die date, but and and maybe you'll get it before that. There's no way. There's no way. We'll get it on the 21st. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Blizzard putting the words on or before uh, in in anything mentioning a a a release date is like putting on the uh, speedometer a max speed of 180 on a Ford probe. They could at least spread plausible lies. <laughs> yeah, I had a probe, and you're right. It didn't go that fast. <laughs> of course, you had a probe. <laughs> I totally did for not very long. I had a probe for about. Uh, my dad was like a weird car dealer, kind of on the side kind of guy. It was weird. But anyway, he, he would bring home strange cars, and I had a probe for about two weeks. And it nice. was a dumb car. What a dumb car that is. What were you doing, Ford? What was, in, what was in your head when you made that thing? It was like a piece of shit on tires. Anyway, 
Uh, 21st, so hopefully no later than that. Now, here's the only bummer I see with this fall. Fall is always... I was, I was hoping for late spring, early summer. That's what I was hoping for. Fall is notoriously video game bonanza time. When big titles start to come out, we just got an October release date for Red Dead Redemption 2, which is quite possibly the most... Um, the only game I've ever really wanted in my life. I'm so excited. Oh, why'd you have to bring it up? I know, but I know. We're not gonna, now we're not going to stick to the subject. Well, because... here's here's the problem. You and I talked about, over this uh, on, on text this week, just back and forth a little bit about Red Dead's date and all that. And I've long held that in the, in the generation previous to the one we're in right now, that being PS4, Xbox One, sort of Switch generation, or technically Wii U is in there as well, uh, <laughs> that, that generation... Uh, before it, 360, PS3, that era, there was not a better video game than Red Dead Redemption t- uh, 1. I loved that game so much. It it just consumed me. It also featured the best DLC a game has ever been given. That that And I hate zombie DLC, but I loved that one. It was amazing. The Halloween DLC still stands out for me. So the fact that that's coming and is going to interfere with what should be prime really starting to dig into the new expansion time is a bummer for me. I mean, we can get, we can really double down on the, uh, how this selfishly affects our lives very specifically and say that this is also very close to BlizzCon. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. What are we two, uh, two, two and a half weeks from BlizzCon at this point, assuming the dates are similar. So, well, let's see if it comes out on September 21st, we'll get a month and some change. Oh, right, right, right. No. Yeah. November. I'm, I'm, I'm going up. To, I'm forgetting about October. Yeah, but so uh, in my head, that means right around the time we're raid ready, off the BlizzCon we go. Yeah, and it's not like we're just going because we're going to chill and watch things. We have stuff to do there, so there's planning and work, and there's all that uh, in the lead-up, and there's also making sure flights are there and that <laughs> all the money works, and like there's all these things to worry about, and, the, and yet here's a brand-new expansion I should be playing. Here are a ton of fall video games that need attention. Like, it's going to be rough. I was really hoping for spring, summer, because it feels like that's a little more of an open period and there's less to compete with. But, uh, you know, who uh, who am I kidding? This is about Blizzard's style. They announce a thing, and about a year later, you get it. If anything, this is sooner than usual, by a couple of weeks or a month, maybe. So, I mean, last last uh, Legion was like a week before BlizzCon, or it may have been the week after BlizzCon or something that they launched the actual expansion. So... I think I prefer this over that, maybe, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm feeling I'm f- was. I have to remember. I'm actually having to Google it. That was August, okay. the very end of August. Oh, so that's not bad. That's interesting. Pretty, pretty close to this. It was August 30th, but it was announced the uh, Gamescom before that in Germany, the year before that. That was right. Bef- no, no, sorry. That was yeah. It was in July because it was right after. Uh, nerdtacular and after Metzen was here and and he was all shocked that I had that Illidan stuff and I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know about the expansion <laughs> so then uh, so that was about a year so yeah I guess they're right on roughly a year a little yeah, right bit on. give or take a month well yeah yeah so, so they've Not never good. they've never really changed their <laughs> they've never really gotten anywhere closer to their faster release schedule and I think I'm okay with that because I don't want unpolished garbage from Blizzard so yeah. you guys do no. what you got to do and Legion's been better about rolling out the the uh, the point X number updates, yeah, uh, as opposed to Draenor. That's true. Like we're there is no lack of uh, additional content, and they've stuck to dates and all that stuff. So 
you know, Legion was a Legion was an, it was a lesson in Blizzard is serious and back really hardcore on how they want to handle this. And I would also argue some of the stuff that I've noticed so far in the content they released this week was um, a real cohesion between where we were and where we're headed uh, all the way down to just kind of some fun little story beats. So part of this uh, stuff that happened this week or that dropped this week is you can now do your pre-orders and your allied races become questable and, and are basically live. Now, there's some rules to that. Uh, you have to have 110 character already on the realm in the faction that you want to get. Or no, is it? I'm sorry. You have to have 110 in the faction you want to get, but not on the realm. It's not realm specific. Um, right. So it, it, it should unlock account wide. Correct. So if I have a 110 horde character account wide on any server, I can now start, complete, and obtain an allied race, including boost a race, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, race boosting sounds really bad, doesn't it? And if you, if that was a term in real life, race boosting, what does that even mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. There's, it's probably going to be the plot of the Bright sequel, and we'll find out later. <laughs> Is it bad? I like, I kind of liked Bright. Is that bad? I, I actually really dug it. I had a lot of fun with that movie. You know why? Here's the thing. I'm not saying it's a great movie or that there aren't problems, but the concept is so up my cheese. I love it. Like I'll, I'll, I, I have the answer. It's because it was Netflix and I didn't go to the theater. Had I seen that in the theater, I probably would have had a much different reaction. Yeah, it's perfect it's for this. Yeah, it's perfect for a little bit of streaming thing. And there was all these expectations because it's Will Smith. But, dude, mixing your fantasy. I mean, basically, they made a, like a modern day Shadowrun, and it's cool. People should check <laughs> yeah, that out. For that alone, I'm not saying you're going to love every aspect of it, people. I'm just saying there's some stuff in there, and the elves are badass. That's all I'll say. Yeah, stay tuned for Bright 2 race boosting. Yeah, race boosters. Oh, dude, that's where they race cars and they drift and stuff. It's going to be great. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the 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 race quests are live, and this is where I was getting to my original comment about story cohesion. Uh, as soon as I got into the game, Sylvanas popped in with her little uh, <laughs> GPS video phone notifier where she says, hero meet me at the deal we set up a new building over here in orgrimmar and there's some shit going down get your ass over here so i, I, love, I love facetime with sylvanas that's <laughs> it's really good right it's gotten better since it's cell uh, you can do it on cellular and it's not all just wi-fi so i get over there and i see her and she's in this room and as soon as i walk in there's bane blood blood hoof you got uh i forgot her name um night fallen chick <laughs> Forgot her name. She's there. With oh, the... I've been crossing with her all week, and I can't even remember her name. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, she got a big old I, I, bow on her all back. I, all I have done this week is uh, try and finish up my Nightborn quests because I, I, I need a horde night elf really bad. Oh, my gosh, dude. Are you are you me? Because this is the problem. <laughs> I got in there, and, I, and I'm checking the requirements. I'm all set with High Mountain because I played the shit out of High Mountain. No problems. All good. Cleared out. Done. Ready to make myself a tauren. Here's the problem. I don't want to make a tauren that has different horns. It's not interesting to me. Like, I love High Mountain. I think High Mountain's one of my favorite zones. I really like it there. And I like the tauren, generally. But I don't want to make another tauren, and the only difference is he's got a new set of antlers. Like, it kind of annoys me that that's that allied race. It's really not... It's like a cosmetic change to a tauren, and that's it. So... Immediately, I'm like, no, Nightfallen's where I'm going. I want white-haired, badass, long-eared butthole is what I want. <laughs> so, because they're kind of dicks, right? The, the Nightfallen, a little bit. They're a little dickish. And I like that. It's fine. 
So I, I mean, we've had to kill uh, thousands of them this expansion. So yeah, I, w- I would I would say that qualifies for for Dick. Yeah, d- uh, in the de- definition of Warcraft, Dick, right there, little nightfallen head. Uh, but I so I went to do that uh, with Lady Pants there, and it said, "Oh, you need to be uh, well. First of all, you got to be whatever. You got to complete all the quests and do all that schmear in there." And I haven't done that because I got really bored in Surmar. I mean, I just did. It was grindy. I, I didn't like I, it. I did as well. I, I have a weird, I have a weird relationship with with Suramar. When I when I first got there, I thought it was some of the coolest stuff yeah. I've ever seen them do story wise yeah. in World of Warcraft. I, that city is just we've never seen a city that looks like that. It's amazing. I agree. Um, but uh, yeah, by by the end of it, you just spent so long there at max level. I was like, I'm done. Can we can we spread out? Can we go back to the other zones a little bit? Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. Well, by uh, then, by then, you know, we were deep into world questing, and I was like, well, I can definitely do a lot of things that I don't have to spend my time here. So I kind of just ignored it. And in my head, I thought, well, when these allied races come down, I'm sure get me a nightfall. And first thing I do, it's my favorite thing in the game outside of. You know, character-wise, like new character-wise, way coolest as far as I'm concerned. So I thought, ah, oh, I want that, I want that. And I go in there and I click on Lady and it says, sorry, you don't have either of these two requirements. You best get over there and get them done. And so I'm super irritated about this. Yeah, I had the I had the exact same thing. Um, except I was I, I had finished Exalted, but I had skipped um, the the insurrection storyline entirely it came out and i was like that's cool i have no interest in going back to Suramar. i'm just gonna go raid please and thank you yeah uh, and skipped it and uh so i'm i think i'm like maybe an hour away from finally finishing it oh that's pretty good you're ahead of me then i'm, I'm way behind so i'm super bummed about that however if i want to i can boost one but I kind of want to have the experience of leveling the dude. But then again, I could do that with any any of these other allied races, either the two that are Horde now or the two that are coming, uh, or even the Alliance one for that matter. So part of me wants to maybe just use my 110 boost for the for Nightfallen and get it over you, with. You could do what I always say I'm going to do when new things get added, uh, which is I'm going to level them to 60 and then boost them. But then I get to 20, realize I don't have any interest in leveling again, and I just boost it and I don't get... <laughs> I don't get my uh, professions boosted up to 700. No, and then, yeah, and then you get your you, you get your max level shaman or whatever, and then you go, eh, I don't really feel like doing this, and you go back to your main. Yep. I've done much. this. I've done this. I've spent 60 bucks for that experience before. You did it with a mage, didn't you? Yeah, yeah no, I did it with, uh, um, it was a, sh- oh, I did it with a shaman, and a and I've done it one other time with a, with a um, druid. And mm. both times I went, Oh, these are cool. I'm going to boost them because I don't want to do all this low level stuff. Okay, cool. Now I'm boosted. And then I went, oh, where's my hunter? You know, like it's just not, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that says about me, but it's, I've done it twice. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> you, got little, no way. you got a little history with GURP. I think we can forgive you. Yeah, no, GURP is a GURP is part of my blood. It's like it's impossible for me to to scrape that off. But uh, and he'll always be my main, I think. But but I am really excited about a nightfall. And so I'll get to that. Here's the thing. When you when you get in there, uh Sylvanas, who's really cocky right now, uh, talks to to both uh, Bloodhoof and uh, Chicky Pants, and they both tell her, her her kind of what they're you know how they think that the the High Mountain Torin and the Nightfallen would be great assets in the war to come. And Sylvanas is doing a, this isn't a lot of spoiler stuff, by the way, folks. It's just conversation they're having. But Sylvanas is like, yes, they would be a fine arrow in my quiver. It's like, shut up. Freaking! I love Sylvanas, but she's on a bit of a power trip right now, and it's kind of, it's kind of cooking my yogurt a little bit. 
I think she's I've I've had this discussion uh, with Jocelyn a bunch when we were doing for Azeroth and Sylvanas is probably my second favorite character in all of wild lore mm. uh, behind only Arthas. And uh, I think she's kind of a bad leader. Yeah, <laughs> she seems pretty selfish. Yeah. And Which very, are, uh, these are qualities that make her great when she's not leading, though, you know. Like part of what I like about her is she was a she was a rogue. She had she'd been had a terrible thing done to her, and now all she has is herself and her people, and she doesn't trust anybody. And that's perfect for this roguish element who doesn't follow orders. But now she's giving them, and it's freaking me out. Man, I didn't really think about that, but you're right. Now the first thing that popped my head is like, what would Star Wars be like if Han Solo took the place of Mon Mothma? And that's what they've done with Sylvan. <laughs> totally, dude. Totally. <laughs> It's exactly what they've done. So it's fine. I'll see it through. It's all going to be fine. But she she says, yes, they'd be great addition to the whatever. And then the conversation stops and you go, wait a minute. There is a troll dude here and there is a uh, somebody else. Who's the who's the other race that we're getting for the horde? I forgot. Crap. Anyway, they're because we're going to get Zandalari trolls. And I assume that's what the troll guy is going to talk to me about. But he's not talking right now. He's just sitting there looking. Well, that's because it's a game mechanic and they don't want you to get excited because you can't get your Zandalari trolls already. Right, exactly. And that makes sense because the game's not out and we don't even know what the Zandalari trolls are up to. And I get it. I, I get that we're just getting the two. Same with Alliance. I assume Alliance, you people have got... Uh, void Elves. Void Elves and the and the light and touch drain. Slightly people. different colored Draenei. <laughs> Dude, if you're complaining about High Mountain Torrin, you gotta give a little. You gotta let the ally, the alliance, kind of uh, bask in the suck of the Draenei. Yeah, right no, now. totally. <laughs> I'm looking at. Them, I'm like, what is different? They're, they look the same. They're being treated exactly the same as these Torrens, in my opinion. It's just like here's a slightly different goat. Go for it. Have fun with your purple yeah, goat. Yeah, but the, the Torrin antlers are significant. I think more. Uh, noticeable than uh, anything on both the, the alliance and the uh, on the alliance side. I really like the void elves, but they're basically just blood elves. Yeah. I mean, the nightborn are it's it's just reused night elf skeletons. Yeah, that's and they're true. a little skinnier, mm. but um, I, I just still think they look rad. But the the void elves look, I mean, very similar to blood elves, which makes sense. They're supposed to. Sure, but they have glowy hair though, which is kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, depending on the hairstyle you pick, there's a sweet sweet pompadour that dude elves can get, and there's no glowy bits in it, and it. And it disappointed me because I love the haircut. No, of course you do. I mean, look at you now. You can't see this, everyone, on the podcast, but that's <laughs> freaking glorious. Never let that go. You got to let it. If you start thinning in your older age, fine. Do what you got to do. But for now. I'm going to go into exile if I lose my hair, dude. That's going <laughs> to be the end of it. You're going to have to find me on Octu with, uh, with fish nuns. Or you go pure, pure audio podcasting again. No live streams of Garrett anymore. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, I assume the lion side is the same thing. You have a little bit of a story hitch where they don't keep talking to the other people. You get your quest. You can start that quest. Uh, in my case, again, I could go straight high, t uh, high mountain torn and be done, or I could go grind out my Suramar stuff and get my my uh, void elves, which I think is what I'm getting. Not void elves, my nightborn, and I'm going to do it. Ugh, I got a lot of work ahead of me, though. I really, really did turn my back on Suramar in a major way. I just it was like, meh. We got invasions now. We got raiding. I, I'm not doing this. It's not so bad now. It's not like it's it's gated from week to week like it was when it was originally rolling out. So you can just mainline that stuff. It, but it's it still takes quite a few hours. I, I probably got about two and a half hours in already on um, what was it? Insurrection. Yeah. I still haven't completed it. Yeah. Well, you know, pick up lots of mana balls and give them to the people who need the drugs. That's the job over there. <laughs> yep. Got to uh, keep. What did they? <clears throat> Make you keep doing that. Just keep walking over and giving them fruit. I guess it made more sense 
when it was week to week and you're not just doing it back to back. Yeah, to when back. you do it week to week, <clears throat> it made sense because you were, you know, they were subsisting during the time you couldn't do it. But now it's just, it's a little broken, but it's fine. I'd, I prefer it this way, Blizzard. Don't change it. Back to week to week, please. That'd be great. Or even day to day. Here's how the boost works. So you start at 110. You have 870 gear. That's where you begin. Which for a lot of you out there, you're like, oh, sweet. I, I kind of fell off right after the initial expansion. I, I would love to just start with some hot new gear and not have to go grind that out. So that would be good for you. Uh, you have the Broken Shore intro complete, but all the remaining quests incomplete. Okay, so you technically have everything to do except for Broken Shore. <clears throat> uh, you have an intro anyway where uh, Varian and everybody else dies. <laughs> Uh, by the way, do you know, if I told you this before on the show, when you're, when you're out walking around in Broken Shore, you're breathing part of Varian every time you, you inhale. Oh, oh, is, is that what that smell was? Yeah. Okay. It's a little green particles of Varian Rin everywhere. So you've got the King's, you got the King's particles in your lung tissue now. Every time you go out there, I just want you to remember that every time you quest in that area. Uh, I've got a case of the Royal lung. <laughs> is, that what, is that what that's called? Great. It's no cure. Uh, <laughs> you have to uh i don't know how you cure that there's no way to cure it anyway uh i still don't think he's permanently dead i think he's going to be reassembled some point but that's just my my like, my guess what, what would that look like like void energy is just like this green glowing variant yeah he just kind of come together as he'd be ghosty he wouldn't be human ever again but he's going to come back and be like uh, you know the fail energy fused with the deal and i'm now more powerful than ever before and Man must, you know, whatever. It's going to be some kind of bossy, weird fight thing. I'm telling you. Mark my words, Internet. Well, WoW has a pretty solid ebb and flow of being really good about keeping characters dead and being really bad about bringing characters back. Yeah. For whatever reason, he just seems like one that's not, we're not done with him, but I could be wrong. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, anyway, start at 870 gear. You got all that stuff done. You have only one artifact weapon. You choose which one it is, which has artifact level 35 with 3x item level 870 relics. So they're bringing you as pretty current to what things would be at that level. Uh, have one flight path and uh, for each zone, including the Broken Shore, unlocked. So that's convenient. Uh, you have professions, including first aid, boosted to 700. Oh, look at that. Uh, if the character is level 60 plus, uh, if oh, yeah, the same deal. So <laughs> the thing that bit us in the ass before is still there. That's great. Um, <laughs> you have an order hall unlocked, but no progress in the campaign or followers. You have ember silk bags, which is the most recent bags, therefore the most uh, quantity that you need or the most space. Um, you have none of the Argus stuff done, and you'll be at the intro quest. So they want you there to get going in the in the Argus business, which I'm a little sick of Argus, but whatever. Uh, Nightborn will be instantly or will instantly have insurrection, uh, leyline bling. <laughs> My favorite rap name in the '90s was the leyline bling. Uh, Night Fallen but Not Forgotten, and the Eye of the Amethul, a step of pillars of creation for the current character. So all these things uh, are, are, are going to be there, titles and all. So you're going to have all that stuff with your 110. Uh, that is if, the last bit, by the way, was only if you're doing the allied races. So I don't know if that helps anybody decide if you're going to do with the allied race or if you're just going to bump somebody else up. I am super torn on this. Um, I really, mm, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do now. You've got your 110 still. Have you decided what to do with it? I'm, I, I don't, I haven't, I haven't, I'm pretty sure I'm going to wait until I can get a Zandalari troll. 
Because mm. I've always liked the trolls, but I hate I hate how they're all hunched over. I don't want to be a Quasimodo troll. I want to be a sweet, standing upright, tallest race in the game troll. Does that make you want to make an orc? Because they can do that too now in the in the haircut place. They can, they can stand straight. Oh, is that a thing? You yeah. can stand up straight now as a male orc. I yep. was not aware of that. And yes, same same thing. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that too. I always felt like... Uh, that should be an option. Posture is not uh, posture is not a guarantee of my racial origin. I should be able yeah, to stand up straight. Yeah, since, as soon as we got that re the redesigned monk thrall that was standing up straight, I'm like, man, I want an orc that stands up straight. Yeah, thrall's been yeah he got he got a chiropractor early um, <laughs> when he <laughs> when he changed things. But like even like even I noticed. I mean, he was kind of hunched over, but it felt more like muscle mass. But Garrosh seemed a little more stand uppy uh, than than others. Um, and I've always kind of longed for the option, so I'm super glad that we have it. And you get it with the trolls, not all the trolls, or or, or do the regular trolls get it? I can't remember now. Hmm. Would that bug you if regular trolls got to be stand uppy straight? No, no, not really. Okay, I'd be, I'd be fine with that. What if they didn't have big dopey toes anymore? How about that? <laughs> you're like you're sending me down the most specific rabbit hole of things that bothered me in, in World of Warcraft. <laughs> so in 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 the uh, Wrath of the Lich King art book, yeah. there is an illustration by Glenn Rain, an artist that still works for Blizzard. I'm getting this is so niche. Like three people out there give a crap. Yeah. Uh, and there's an illustration of a female troll Death Knight, and it is just a rock and pencil illustration. Go look this thing up after the show. And her toes are not exposed. She has closed Death Knight boots with skulls on them, and it looks awesome. Yeah, and that made me. At one point, go and start a female troll, and for a certain like a little bit, I'm just like, this isn't clicking. Why don't I like my female troll Death Knight? And then I realize it's because I got flippers for feet. Wow, yeah, no, you're not kidding. They're just big, floppy, dumpy, doopy, stupid things, and uh, they need to change. I was talking to somebody about you the other day. Oh, it was Kyle. We were <laughs> we were talking, we were playing Heroes, and he was talking about how uh, what other things you really don't like, and one of them was, uh like Skyrim characters or something he was saying. Oh, uh, Bethesda in general has just the worst art direction, I think, in the industry. <laughs> it is I the lamest. It's so funny to me. I actually really like, I like how that world makes me feel. I don't necessarily think like models and stuff are like amazing or, or you anything. Like the, you like Star Trek original series, which is what their everything looks like. It's yeah. I'm going to create a monster race. So it's going to have a, a humanoid Barbie, Barbie Ken doll body. Yeah. And we're just going to slap an animal head on top and call it done. Yeah, I don't like those. I don't like lizard men or, or, or lion people either. That that I don't like. I've never yeah. been a fan oh, of God. that. Again, so specific. I, and a lot of games <laughs> do this, too. But but for some reason, Bethesda, it's so much more obvious. They they so imagine you're painting a face. They paint one side of the face and just mirror that sucker over. Yeah. And I think it's more noticeable in Bethesda games because if you've ever played Skyrim, an amazing game that I love and have played a, <laughs> tens of tens of hours into, yeah. um, you they do that stupid thing in conversation where you just zero in on their face and you're just looking at this mirrored face texture and it just bothers me. Yeah, it's not great. It's a little better in Skyrim. It's a lot better in ESO than it is in the mainline uh, Elder Scrolls games. So I'll give them credit for that. But you're not wrong. I think I can't. <laughs> I can't argue with that. It's just it's a uh, this is the thing that makes people walk away from me in social interactions. <laughs> well, plus when you compare it to Blizzard's art direction, which is arguably the best in the world and has set the tone for almost everyone else, including every Asian thing being made. Um. Especially uh, knockoff app store games. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, there's Arthas. Oh, wait, sorry. This is called uh, 
the battle for Azur Snoth, and it's not even Arthas, but it's some other guy named Arthur <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's it. They are so influential that way that it's hard not to, you know, cower at their feet because <laughs> they're incredible. But um, but yeah, I, I take your point. Uh, and also fix the free control feet. They're stupid. Is the main thing we want to say. Please and thank you. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Battle for Azeroth minimum specs uh, been released. Minimum and recommended. So this happens every time there's a new thing, and there's a lot of people freaking out because some people hang around forever with their, you know, their rig. And in some cases in the chat room tonight, I know or today, I noticed there's some people who are worried about this because they have like an older Mac that doesn't have the new metal stuff in the chips, and so they they're worried as a as a, the Mac player base often does. Uh, given their lack of gaming prowess, um, but but you know, WoW's always run pretty well on Max. This is the first time it's in a while. It looks like it's going to exceed a lot of people's sort of mainline specifications. On the PC side, I'm already sort of decked out past where this is, so I feel like it's you know consistent with the way that these spec requirements grow. But let's see what we got here. Minimum operating system requirements: Windows Seven, Windows Eight, Windows Ten. Uh, changed to Windows Seven, sixty-four bit. So I guess that means no 32-bit Windows 7 support. Uh, Intel CPU, Intel Core Duo E8500 increased to Intel Core i5-760. I miss, I haven't had a Duo or thought about a Duo since college. Yeah, it's been a, like a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say, yeah, like 05, 06, 7 maybe? No, I had one in, I had one in 09, but I had done a, but no, no, the the i series wasn't out yet. No, I don't remember when the i series hit. But just before, uh, but I had built a budget rig that I had in a Core Two Duo in there. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're on onto something there. Uh, let's see, if you're an AMD guy, then uh, or lady, AMD Phenom Two was the old spec. Now you need an AMD Minimum FX eighty one hundred is your minimum requirement. I do not know what the hell they're doing at AMD, so I couldn't tell you if that's a nice chip or a where the hell that chip is? I have no idea. I can't say I haven't heard the word phenom thrown around in a while. No, it's been a while. The phenom too. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I did have back in the day, I had an AMD DX40. Uh, th- sorry, D- AMD 486 DX40 in like 1997 or 8. And that thing was the bomb at the time. <clears throat> and it made everybody think, oh my gosh, goodbye Intel. AMD is the new hotness. Never really took on, but I still have that chip in a box over there. And it's just sitting there, and it's this shitty little chip. You didn't even need a heat sink for it. It was just like this crappy, crappy chip. But hey, man, at the time, it was awesome. Yeah, I haven't been keeping up with uh, recent computer parts, but apparently AMD is having a big resurgence because I'm hearing from a lot of folks that uh, they're making the switch. Yeah, I'm hearing that too uh, for GPUs as well. Um, So have you... I don't know if you're you're not in the market for a new video card or anything right now, are you? You haven't been trying to upgrade or do any of that stuff. Actually, I think my 960 might be dying on me. Oh, well, that's no good. So I've got a 1080 something. I forget the numbers at the end of it or the letters or something, but it's a 1080s. I don't know what it is. It's not a Titan card, but it's it's a pretty good card. And I got it right before this freak out over cryptocurrency and everybody buying GPUs and building these arrays and mining for Bitcoin all day and whatever which has driven the cost of these cards way up if you can get them. And mostly they're just out of stock and you can't get them. So NVIDIA cards that are supposed to be in like the $300 range normally are selling for $800, $900 um, if you can get them. 
Uh, people are buying in them bulk if they can find them, you know, 150 cards in bulk, pissing off the entire gaming world because they want to make a bunch of Bitcoin machines. And NVIDIA's got ideas about how where this is a problem. They don't think it's with them. They think the problem is with the retailers and the resellers. They need to, you know, have reserves they can hang on to for whatever. In my in my opinion, this is just like supply and demand. It's the law of, you know, how this stuff works. And when cryptocurrency takes a big crash like it did last night, uh, or a more so sizable one it might take, maybe that bubble bursts and suddenly the market is flooded with video cards and they're all super cheap at that point. So I feel bad, though, for anybody who's trying to spec out a PC right now with a decent video card because you're getting screwed uh, given the shortages right now. It's really weird. The whole thing with that, that whole thing, the fact that like GPUs are the most efficient Bitcoin, Ethereum mining, cryptocurrency tools, who could have seen that coming? That's the weirdest thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I usually, the second I notice anything funky going on uh, with my video card, use it as an excuse to like, well... Nothing I could do. Guess I gotta get the newest, latest, best. Yeah. And uh, no, I am I am praying to the to the GPU gods that this 960 holds on a little longer because I do not want to pay these premiums. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. You'll pay for a best, newest, latest, best. You should pay, let's say 800 on the top end. What you will pay in the current market is like 1900 to 2200 dollars. Yeah. Like if your video card investment on your machine is almost double the cost of what the machine would have or almost the cost of what the machine would have cost two years ago yeah with the card like f that yeah it's no good i'll tell you what i'll do i'll uh my 750 is still working just fine in another rig that katie uses i'll just take that out of hers she can get the old 550 back and... uh, so this is what i do with my kids it's like hey you want the uh you want my old my old 680 or whatever it was nick yep sure okay here you go i'm getting a 970 did the same thing with the 970 he's using that now i'm using the 1080 and whenever I get the next big thing, which probably won't be until Bitcoin crashes, we'll, we'll do it again. Yeah. Just sitting here hoping, ho hoping for the the crash and burn of, of cryptocurrency just so we can afford a video card again. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in the chat making good suggestions. Bezel says uh, it's actually cheaper to buy from PC builders than buy your own right now. That's correct. Uh, so if you can get OEMs, that's great. They're just hard to get generally, and you can't blame them. They want to sell them for these premiums because that's the way supply and demand works. Everybody, welcome to welcome to capitalism one hundred and one. Yep, indeed. Uh, on that point, uh, you're going to need additional uh, hard drive space. Current minimum is forty five gigabyte. You're going to need seventy at a minimum. I'm already more than that. I swear for that game. I have to look that up. I thought we were more than that already for a while. I thought it was like 85 or something as a minimum. But I, I consider, I have never even looked at the, the the size anymore. I just know that whatever drive I'm putting it on, it better have, uh, to use a technical term, an ass ton of space left. Ah, uh, yes, the technical term ass ton. It's right there if you look it up in the manuals for measuring. You guys have metric in Europe? We have ass ton. Yeah, yeah, you look it up and uh, it says the amount of space needed to install World of Warcraft. Ass ton. <laughs> I love it. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Your video card increases. Here's the big one. NVIDIA GPUs. Uh, currently, the minimum was a GT440, which is ancient. Uh, that has been increased to a GT560 2 gigabyte. So still pretty reasonable range. I feel like there's not a lot of reason if you're running a PC anyway um, for you to upgrade there. I think you're probably going to be okay. AMD, similar Radeon HD 5670. Now it's an HD 7050 with 2 gigs. So 2 gig is the big thing. It's mostly a, mostly a GPU RAM thing. Um, Intel GPUs, who cares? No one has those. 
Let's see. <laughs> uh, re recommended. Here's what they're recommending, though. This is what they want you to have. An i7-4770 for the core chip. Uh, that's increased from an i5. The AMD FX6300 to an FX8310. On the video chip side, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 750 Ti was the previous recommended. They're now saying a GTX 960. And you have what? Is it a 960? It's a it's a 960, complete with graphical artifacts. Well, you're there for the recommended, though. Like, that's good, right? I mean, it'll get you by. Oh, as long as it doesn't break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, artifacting's bad. Uh, AMD CPU, or GPU, rather, the R7-260X. Man, their names are terrible. Uh, Radeons, that was the previous recommendation. The Radeon R9-280 is the new one. And memory has increased from 4 gigabyte to 8 gigabyte. Uh, that's recommended. If you are wondering what the minimum for RAM is, 2 gig increased to 4 gig. So 4 gig minimum, 8 gig recommended. RAM is still affordable. Buy as much of it as you can. Why stay with 4 ever? Why would you do that to yourself? Well, nobody's figured out a way to make a machine with 50 RAM chips in it that do nothing but Bitcoin. So right now is the time to buy some RAM, everybody. <laughs> exactly. Get in there and take care of it. All right. Time to take a look at what's happening around the rest of Blizzard. I use that music when you're here because, you know, Angry Chicken and all that. Uh, we'll start with Maiev Shadow Song is on the Heroes PTR, Heroes of the Storm. She's got a pretty rad kit. I really like her a lot. I don't, I don't like how she has ever looked back to a graphic design problem I have. She's never looked cool in World of Warcraft or Warcraft 3. But uh, her iteration here in Heroes of the Storm is badass, and I'm super stoked to get it. I always liked how, how uh, Maev has looked. Really? Uh, it's, like a always... big, it's like a shower curtain with Danielson inside for that, that movie. He's like hiding in there for <laughs> Halloween at the dance. It's a, shitty, know, it's a shower curtain. It's terrible. It's awful. Well, something I, I I liked. It's it's horrendously impractical. She's got way too many uh, large spiky horns going on uh, up like on her shoulders, on her head, on her back. And just, just, you wouldn't be able to move. But I've always liked the way she looked. Yeah, she I yeah. This she's way too. It's the impracticality. I think it overwhelms me with her. But she looks cool in this. She's an assassin. She seems uh, like she might be pretty good. So excited about her. She'll be out this Tuesday in the uh, wild and if you want to hear more discussion about that you can check out into the nexus with kyle and uh garrett right here or you can check out core or both listen to both those shows they're both super cool and rad and it's a great community and if you're not playing heroes you should be a bunch of dummies all right overwatch uh, league continues to be awesome uh yesterday i saw the uh soul versus new york game uh so that's the who is it i forgot their names all of a sudden the soul dynasty versus the i forgot the other one anyway Amazing production value, incredible moments, all that stuff. But my gosh, soul, you got your asses handed to you. So no longer are you tied for first. You got uh, you got swept last night. Super big bummer. But if you're not following Overwatch League, you should be. It's been really great. We've been having watching parties on the TV here at the house with people who don't know anything about esports, and they're all into it. So I, uh, I highly recommend it. They've also got their Chinese New Year stuff coming with uh, new skins. It's Year of the Dog, so we'll see what that means. I think there's some videos out. And that's true of Heroes as well. They're getting a bunch of skins and stuff for... That new load screen is real pretty. Yeah, it is, right? Are. Yeah. Makes me warm inside. Uh, do you miss... By the way, speaking of Heroes, do you miss it when they put the Easter eggs in there? You could click around those screens and have things happen? Or do, does it matter? Not really. <laughs> yeah. I kind of miss it. I mean, I, I like... I like Blizzard's known for weird stuff hidden around, right? I, I thought that was a great place to 
to do that. And obviously, I'd rather have them spend resources and time on the game, but I don't know. I, I kind of want to click on uh, Blaze's crotch and have him say a word or whatever. <laughs> well, he would say I'm always hot and bothered, which he already <laughs> says on a move command sometimes. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he's great. Anyway, I love him. I love all the StarCraft guys. Is that weird? How much I love all the StarCraft? And I don't play StarCraft really that much anymore, but... My favorite Blizzard universe. I wish they would do more with it. Yeah. Let's get a squad-based uh, single-player something going on there, Blizzard. You'll never do it, but I can hope. Uh, Hearthstone. Garrett, anything happening in the world of Hearthstone oh, that you, we, we oh. should know about? There's nothing happening, Scott. There's definitely not the first major overhaul to ranked play in uh, over two years-ish, wow. I think. Wow. That sounds big. What's the yeah. gist? What's the gist of that? What's changing? Well, you're only going to be uh, set back four ranks now when it rolls over to a new month, as opposed to over ten, oh, I think. Wow. Okay. No, that seems good. Seems good for me. Yeah. All ranks are getting five stars, as opposed to kind of increasing the amount of stars as you go, as you move up. Uh, ranked floors are unchanged, uh, so you will now you can if you get more than five ranks in a month, you can climb over the course of multiple months. Months. Wow. I have an idea I'd like to suggest, and maybe you can say it on the show. You have the ear of some of the devs on Team 5, so so this is what I'd like to see happen. Could the game give me an option, and I'll pay this. 150 bucks gets me every card, not necessarily all wild, okay, but every card that is considered current in standard play, meaning I don't have to go open a bunch of packs to find the damn things. I just want to spend $150 and I get every card that is currently current and not in wild. And that is a thing I would do. Because I don't want to go find them all. I don't want to go unpack them all. I don't want to spend and have a bunch of random shit happen and maybe I get them, maybe I don't. I'm tired of that world. I want to just pay $150 and I want every viable card. Not every viable card. Every literal card that is in the game that is not in wild. So they don't, have like to give to me, they don't have to give me back catalog. I can still earn those. I get that, right? Unlock packs, still get some ancient cards. They're all working wild. Great. Everything moving forward from wild, starting right now. And then from here on out, new expansions, new cards, I still have to earn those. But just give me this catch-up mechanic of a one-time $150 purchase. Scott, would you like to know uh, an incorrect uh, anecdote about how much money they would be losing? <laughs> yes. So, do you want to know how much money I spend on Hearthstone a year? A lot. Probably more than any game you play. I spend about $360 a year on Hearthstone. A dollar a day, I, dude, about, I roughly. Have, I have never had every card, not even close. I'm always missing a few things that I would like to play with. I still don't have Deathwing, for example, from the, the classics that. Okay, got a better idea. What if it was 150 no matter how many you were missing? In other words, a guy like you spends a ton and still gets plenty of cards and is still missing a few... You still had to pay the 150 to finish it out. I, who have way less, pay that, but I get oh, more. So many holes I want to poke in this. There's so many holes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the first thing is this: how do you how do you rectify this for the increasing card uh, collection size as expansions come out throughout the standard year? Um, well, so if you spend 150 uh, in January, or sorry, January is a bad example. Let's um let's say March when the next expansion comes. Yeah. And three expansions from two years ago fall off into wild. Yeah. That's the smallest amount of cards that will ever exist in whatever the next standard year is called. Jocelyn hopes it's Year of the Unicorn and yeah. will until it finally becomes Year of the Unicorn. Yeah. Uh, well, that could be a hundred years from now. Her her offspring, whatever children she makes, will still be hoping for a damn unicorn. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. 
yeah. So so if you buy if you spend 150 that now at that point, you're you're just out of luck. <laughs> what? It, but okay. But what if it's just this one time deal? Like they're doing this contest where a pl one player gets 3,000 cards. Freaking f that guy, whoever that is. It pisses me <laughs> off. One player gets that. Come up, come up with a way for me to say, hey, it's a rollover to a new year. It's the year of the unicorn. And guess what? Starting today until the end of the week, you have one week, 150 bucks. Boom, you're current. All you players who get in and go, oh, I want to play again. I'm into this. Let's see. Can I make any viable deck that's out there right now? No? Okay. I'm not playing Hearthstone today. Wouldn't they rather have my money and give me my cards and then I'm playing and then I'm spending money again? I'm telling you, uh, man. No, because whales. Whales, Scott. <sighs> Freaking F the whales. That's a whale sound. Folks who want entire gold collections, so on and so forth. I mean, it's just... Uh, I mean, yeah, this is a conversation we have off and on on the Angry Chicken all the time, which is the cost of Hearthstone. Is it too much? Generally, we all kind of agree. Yes. Uh, is it also cheaper than traditional card games like Magic the Gathering? Also, yes. So yeah. it's, it's kind of in between. I'm not saying it's perfect. I would be insane to ever argue against it. No, I don't want it to be more affordable. What's wrong with it? Of course I want it to be more affordable. But because well, I'm just saying yeah, all of us, all of us casuals feel like we can never get, get back in there. It just feels, it feels impenetrable to me. It just does. Right. Like I'll get in and go, eh, I'll go play Eternal or something where nobody else is. And then I can, you know, get some cool shit going on over there because who cares? No one's judging me. But I live in this Blizzard universe where every peer I have, uh, we're all jointly focused in the world of Blizzard fanboyism. And in the one game where I have gotten well, well behind, I can't do jack about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's there's so many different avenues to take this. And, and I agree. I think it's too expensive. I think it's too impenetrable. Even if you get on board in March at the beginning of a new standard rotation. Well, if, Mar if they hit March. Yeah. Um, I'm just using that as a general example of when previous year's expansions have released. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Team Five has always moved at a snail's pace. Right. They're they're not as nimble. They're, they're not as nimble as any other Blizzard team. Yeah. Um, and and this is the kind of thing we we got in this conversation about. I think it came out of our d discussion of the lack of rewards in dungeon mode. Oh, right. And we started talking about, you know, what if what, what if they just started giving us a little more gold? Whether it was through dungeon mode, whether it was just five more gold every three wins type of thing. Right now you get 10. What if you got 15? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the point that I kind of raised was that's something that once they once they put that in, they can never go back. That is not something they can test. Once they start giving you more, they can never take that away. That's a good point. And that's not be defending it. Because as I've already said, I do no, think no, it's no. That, But that is a thing Blizzard doesn't do uh, quickly. Yeah. They might yes. over time or they'll balance it with something else, but I agree with, I agree with you. They're not going to do that. I, I think Eternal, Gwent, Magic Arena, when it comes out, all of these competitors, they're going to... That's where we're going to see change. If, if they start coming... And they already are. They're here. Eternal and Gwent uh, give you cards at a, a significantly better rate than Hearthstone does in a free-to-play environment. Um, but until that starts affecting, I think, Hearthstone's player base or the amount of money that it's raking in and the rate that they're gaining new players, I don't think we're going to see change. Yeah, why would you? The competition will drive it. You're right. Also, yeah, by think, the way, it's one thing that I like about Eternal. This is just one quick notch in their belt. Um, they have a, a mode that's a lot like Dungeon Runs. It's, the, uh, what's it called? Shit. Tills uh, uh, always mentions it. I can't remember. Oh, uh, Gauntlet. Gauntlet, it's called. There you go. Um, it's gives lots of you get tons of rewards for running that thing and it's really just an ai ramp up match the way that it's 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 dungeon runs really mm -hmm. with a different name but they give you cards they give you gold they give you all kinds of things you get chests full of rad rewards and 
And that is really satisfying. And I kept thinking after playing that, I'm like, damn it, I want Dungeon Runs to feel this way because everything else about Dungeon Runs is superior. It's an amazing experience. I loved it. I love the tone of it. I love the idea of it. But you're giving me nothing for it, and I'll never go back to it. Like, there's no reason to unless they reopen that wound and say, well, here's some rewards or whatever. But yeah. Anyway, I know you guys have talked about that ad nauseum on the angry chicken and if people it's an interesting to... discussion i mean there's a lot of talk to be had about the just the in-game economy yeah well give me a 150 dollars option blizzard that's all i'm saying <laughs> got not that much that. to ask not that much to ask. I, that's just money i no longer it would just be poof gone but i'd be saving money i'd be saving a lot of money that's true you would and well let me ask you this question when you when you say you spend about 360 a year how what increments is that in do you do you you space it out and go okay uh, no, only I, do, I basically do uh, I do the, the $50 pre-order and then I do the $70 maximum extra stack of cards you can buy after the expansion releases. And that's okay. I that's a I kind of set that up to my for myself. Un, un, unless I get like crazy stream donations. That's the only time I buy even more. Yeah. Uh, but if it's if it's, it's on my own dime, uh I I limit myself to a $50 pa- uh, uh chunk and a $70 chunk per expansion. Okay. I kind of making me want to uh, freaking want to be more in Hearthstone just I need to catch up. I need to get in there. And it, for me to see now, see, okay, let's say you spent 360 for three years. That's how much is that? Nine. Uh, it's th- over a thousand dollars for it, for me to, to get where you are with what you've spent to what you get. You know what I mean? I can't do that. I can't get in there and go. Here. Well, if you're trying to get in the wild. Yeah. Okay. But if you're just trying to catch up the standard, it's, it's not as staggering. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, you've convinced me. Well done. Good job. Uh, all right. Well, there's that. Check out this. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> you know what's great? Nick couldn't make that voice now if he tried. He's got such a deep voice, it's ridiculous. Way deeper than mine, even. I should probably, <laughs> I should probably do it just for funsies. See if we does can. he? I mean, does he go to karaoke on the weekend and pull out some Barry White? I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> How do I know of. I hope not. He's only seventeen, and I don't think karaoke bars are quite ready for him, or he's quite <laughs> ready for them. But anyway, we've got an email here. Uh, they come to the instance at gmail dot com. Uh, thank you for sending this and many. We get tons of messages every week. I try to narrow it down to one or two. We've got one this week from Morinth from Area Fifty Two. He says this, hello, instance crew, with 7.3.5 dropping recently, I wanted to get your thoughts on the forced personal loot changes. Blizzard has been worrying, uh, sorry, worryingly quiet on the subject, which probably means they didn't intend to tweak what, in my opinion, is a really bad move. I don't have time to play, uh, that, I don't have the time to play that I once did, so farming up transmog items, mounts, and soloing old instances has become my new favorite WoW activity, and I miss it dearly with the new mechanics. Uh, cheers from uh, weirdly warm Salt Lake City. That's true. It's kind of warm here. Uh, from Marinth. All right. So this is a good point. Um, I don't think they meant to. Well, I shouldn't say I don't think they meant to do it. Obviously, they know that this is this has been the net effect. But if you want to get in and solo an old dungeon right now, you you play the personal loot game whether you like it or not. And you don't get to do the old, this guy has a chance of dropping a thing, but I'll always kill him and have the thing drop. It's going to be different. It's going to be personal loot. While that works in a modern, I, I love it in a modern raiding sense and in a, in a new dungeon sense, I think it's brilliant. It makes life a lot easier in those scenarios and the whole rolling for things and all that stuff is, you know, it is, it's a nice quality of life improvement, generally speaking. But for old content, which is a viable thing for people to go want to do in the game, and you'd think it'd be something Blizzard would want to keep encouraging in whatever level they can, um, 
it seems like a bit of a bummer. So what do you think? Does it bum you out that you can't just go run through Old War and do it the old-fashioned way? Instead, you got to have some magic magic roll happen and a little thing pop up saying, congratulations, you didn't get the thing you wanted. Here's- yeah, it, it, it bums me out massively. Mm. I hate this change <laughs> with mm. a fiery passion. I, I, uh, I'm a big transmog fan. I'm, I'm a pack rat. I like, uh, I like playing dress up with my heroes in, uh, in World of Warcraft. Yep. So running old dungeons, uh, that's something I, I really enjoy. I, I haven't, I admittedly have not done it in a while. After this change came out, I went and ran Rage Fire Chasm just to see what it was. I was like, what's the fastest dungeon I can get to? Oh, I'll just go to Orgrimmar. Yeah. And uh, to, to see what it's like. And it sucked, man. I, I went through the whole thing. I didn't get a single piece of loot. Yeah, it sucks. It's not good. And you know what? I don't think they meant this to happen. And maybe they can still tweak it. And it's probably a systems thing. But in every other way, they are encouraging this now. And in fact, they're doing it with, with scaling zones. They want people to use old content again. And I think that's great. Give us excuses to go back to places that are just sitting there dormant now. All that work, all that trouble make it real again, make it useful again. That's what this is, uh, potentially, if you want to go roll, roll an old dungeon. And they have an entire transmog system that they worked really hard and iterated on multiple patches and expansions to make really cool now. Like, the transmog system's awesome. I spent 300,000 gold on a mount just because there's a goblin sitting there that can transmog my shit anytime I want to. Like, they're <laughs> encouraging me to do these things, yet this change is stopping the, the the root of that, which is me now wanting to go get the collection. So I don't think they really want this the way it is. I just think that they don't know. Maybe there's a systems reason they can't do it yet. Yeah, I mean, you can still you can go in, you can change your loot specialization at the very least, because my original concern was, oh, man, if I want, like, Holy Pally gear for Transmog, do I have to run a damn dungeon as a Holy Paladin? Because that sounds like a chore and a half. Yeah. So at least you can change your loot specialization, but really at the end of the day, uh, like I said, went through Rage Fire Chasm. Uh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't get no loot. I got one piece of loot. It used to be you would get multiple pieces of loot off yeah. of every single boss because it was tuned to just drop gear for five people. Yeah. Um. So, just it has it has become significantly more mind numbing of a task. You have to just run way more. Uh, you have to do a lot more runs to to yield the same amount of loot. Yep. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. We're with you. Uh, Morinth. Morinth. Yeah, but could I, uh, hey, uh, Morinth, could I interest you in some linen cloth or some roasted quail? I got plenty of that while I was in Rage Fire. Oh, yeah, dude. I got some troll sweat if you're if you're in the market as well. Lots of that. I, I was actually looking for some troll mojo, but uh, no. hey, I can make do with some sweat. The sweat. <laughs> troll sweat is a fine substitute for mojo when you need it in a pinch. Uh, well, thank you, Morinth. And thank you, everyone who emails us. The instance at gmail.com is where to send it. Now, before we get out of here, I wanted to remind everybody, or maybe this is the first time on this show I've been able to talk about it. I guess it is. Because um, we had baby birth last week and that screwed up the show. We didn't have one. Uh, the uh, There's a brand new show on the Frog Pants Network. Uh, it's kind of a show. It's more of a live stream, but it's also a show. I mean, you can get it through the podcast feeds and all that stuff. But it might be of specific interest to listeners of this show because it is our first foray into a live Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign, or at least it's based on Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, but we've set it in this post-apocalyptic sort of uh, Fury Road sort of world uh, with all our own original characters. Uh, Bo Schwartz from the Core Podcast is DMing, something he does a lot. We have your buddy Kyle Ferguson on there with Kristen, his lovely wife, uh, playing their characters. Uh, he's an old school D&D guy, so we're getting a lot of rad stuff from him. I hadn't played since second edition, so uh, it's fun <laughs> learning all these new things that have come since and being surprised at what changed or what didn't. 
but we're having a blast with it and the first session went really well we had a like record people show up to watch it and you can listen to the whole thing on a podcast that's been doing really well so not surprising these are popular right now we thought we'd get our piece and have some fun uh so check it out on the weekends it's on saturdays every week at 3 p.m mountain time that's 2 p.m pacific 5 p.m eastern at frogpants.tv uh if you forget about all that Oh, go ahead. Kyle's a, a nut job when it comes to D and D. Complete nut Scott, job. Yeah. Scott, do you know? Do you know what what Kyle Ferguson's bachelor party consisted of? I don't know. I don't know that. Tell me. Tell me. It had something to do with all of this. That'll be a, a delight to hear that. <laughs> it consisted of my first ever play of a D and D one shot. Oh wow, that's fantastic. So, did you? How did that go for you? Was it uh, a good time? Oh, it was wonderful. Kyle tried to kill us with uh, uh, the soul, like the uh, lich that was attached to the carcass of a terrasque, which is, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And so one of his one of his buddies from college was there, who I had never met before. I had never played D and D before. I had never met this particular buddy of Kyle's. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they had, Kyle had DM'd for them many, many times while they were in college together. And the second we get into this large chasm, and, he, and Kyle starts describing the rotting bones of this, what turned out to be a terrasque. Before he even got the word terrasque out of his mouth, his buddy just starts cussing him out, just screaming at him like, F you, you're going to kill us with a freaking <laughs> Wow! And, uh, and I'm just sitting here. It was wonderful. Well, it was uh, a now, delightful experience. Now, Kyle I think I now know why his name is Terrasque and everything else. Now it's all yeah. making sense. Yeah. Yeah, he and he and Kristen are are expert role players. They've they've also since uh, sat in a couple times uh, for an ongoing um, Star Wars: Edge of the Empire campaign that a couple of my buddies and I run here. Oh, and that's fantastic! That's great. It was so, such a uh, such a treat when they sat in for that. Yeah, they and they they go into it with some serious gusto, and, and certainly last but not least, John Jagger's there as well, my other co-host on Core, and he is way way into his character. Uh, and we're having a blast. Like it was more funny than I expected it to be. We just were laughing and having a great time. So if you have any interest, there will be dungeons.com. All the details are there, the times, the places, the links, uh, Google play, iTunes, all that stuff for the audio. If you want to get video, it's all up on YouTube after we, after we air and it's live, of course, on Twitch, frogpants.tv will take you there. There will be dungeons.com. Check it out. Okay. Kyle, before Kyle, (laughs) (laughs) I did it. Uh, Garrett, before we leave, why don't you tell people where they should be putting their ear holes uh, for you? <laughs> oh, there, there are many podcasts. Uh, two of them come to mind because they are Blizzard related. You should check out the Angry Chicken for all your Hearthstone needs everywhere. Podcasts can be found except Stitcher because F Stitcher. Yeah, F Stitcher. And, F them. <laughs> and Into the Nexus for all your Heroes of the Storm needs when you're also done listening uh, to the core. Yeah. I like to think that we complement each other very, very well, and you should listen to both of those shows. Yeah. Um, By the way, every time somebody does like a, a, a post on Reddit or something saying, oh, best podcast for heroes, we always end up being the two shows people talk about. And they'll say, well, if you're looking for a really entertaining show, core, if you're looking for really, really deep play information, ITN, and then people in that same thread will say, well, I have both those queued up every week. They're the best two shows to listen to. They just fill out the whole heroes world. So I'm gonna I'm gonna second that vote. I also, I I second the motion. Passed. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So go go and check that out. Amove.tv for all the shows. Yeah, and do and uh, Garrett uh, Garrett Art on Twitter, by the way. Uh, yes. Always yeah, fun stuff to say on there, so you should check that out. We are at theinstance.net. I will pass on everybody's uh, congratulations to Patrick uh, for the birth of his child. Uh, Terpster is busy doing some other thing, but. Uh, everyone give him the collective bird. Uh, we'll, we'll be back next week with a whole new show. Uh, the website, again, theinstance.net. 
And if you are interested in finding me on Twitter, you can find me at Scott Johnson. You can find the show at Instance Show, and you can find more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's going to do it for us, for me, and for Garrett, and for those chuckleheads. We'll see you next time. PVP product promotion proves problematic. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. With the buzz building that the temporary armistice between Horde and Alliance will soon break down, it isn't too surprising that some opportunistic elements are already looking for ways to take advantage of the changing situation. And it shouldn't be surprising at all that the Kaja Cola Corporation is leading that charge. The beverage conglomerate earlier this week introduced two new versions of its signature product, colored blue and red to match the colors of Azeroth's once and soon-to-be-again enemies. But the first bottles were barely off the production line when PepsiCo issued a cease-and-desist letter claiming that they held the copyright on the colored cola concept. Kaja Cola scoffed at the letter, emphasizing its disdain by sending a troll out to read a prepared statement. Claiming that U.S. copyright law had no force in Azeroth, the troll sneered that Pepsi was making a mountain out of a molehill and that there really wasn't anything that Pepsi could do to stop the company's plans. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Greetings, gamers. This is MewCow your guide in treating a common gamer condition called Alditis. Alcoholics rejoice. Blizzard has given us level scaling. First, the good. All levels scale to their expansion's max level, allowing you to stay where you want and finish out quest lines instead of being rushed along. Original Azeroth zones scale to 60. Leveling zones scale from 1 to 10, however, and previously high level zones start their scaling from their old initial levels. Burning Crusade and Wrath Zones scale from 60 to 80, again, starting at their pre-patch initial levels. Cataclysm and Pandaria continue this pattern from 80 to 90. Draenor required no changes and scales from 90 to 100, and of course the Legion will finish this off from 100 to 110. And then, the bad. Heirloom Gear isn't quite as good stat-wise post-patch, but still gives the same experience boost. Also, your targets will likely have a bit more health to deal with, especially for those that run old raids for Transmog Gear. While many consider these changes a nerf, I see it as a chance to fully enjoy the leveling experience. As the Pandaren say, slow down. Leveling is to be savored. If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss a topic further, find us on Twitter at altitis.net, and show notes can be found on our website, altitis.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your Altitis. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.